It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. What is up, Reds fans? Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Thanks so much for downloading and listening to today's podcast. We're going to talk about the Reds' series opening win in Milwaukee. It's their first trip to the Brew Cruise City, and they've only got a two-game series, so they've already won half of the games in the series. So positive spin there already, no matter what happens tomorrow or today. As you're listening to this, obviously, it's today. But we're going to recap that game. And then I've got a thought about one Joseph Daniel Votto. We're going to take a look at that as well. But before we get to that, make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast on all your major podcasting platforms like iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and the new Himalaya app. And then also check us out on social media at Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And then head over to LockedOnReds.com for even more content. So the Reds won 3 to nothing on Tuesday night. Sonny Gray got his first win of the season, which uh, win, wins and losses for pitchers do not mean a hill of beans to me. I just think it's kind of funny, you know, a thing to point to as to how unlucky a pitcher has been. The fact that he it took him so long to get his first win of the season, that's no reflection on him. For the most part, he's been pretty brilliant this year, and today was no exception. He allowed nine base runners, five hits, and four walks, and he had nine strikeouts. So I look at that as a very good outing for him, especially the fact that he kept the scoreboard clean. He threw six innings, and then we saw David Hernandez, Amir Garrett, and Rice Iglesias continue the shutout as the Reds did scatter five hits from the Brew Crew. And ironically enough, they scored all three of their runs in the very first inning. Part of that, thanks in, you know, thanks in part to Nixon's leadoff triple. He scored on a wild pitch right after that. 
And then with a few men on base, Phil Irvin, who got his second career start in the cleanup spot, got two RBIs to give the Reds all the runs that they needed for the night. And as they went on, the Reds were actually pretty stymied well again, actually. They only had four hits on the night. They only had three runners stranded total, so they didn't have a whole lot of base runners on the night. It was all about the pitching. Hashtag get the pitching. And it paid off tonight, especially when you look at Amir Garrett once again was absolutely brilliant. And so was David Hernandez. Both of them combined for five strikeouts. The Reds, you know, you combine that five with Sonny Gray's nine, they had 14. As Rysel Iglesias in the ninth did not have a strikeout, but he did get a nice save, even though he allowed a leadoff single to the Brewers' second baseman, Hira, they were able to turn a double play and get out of the game with a 3 nothing win. It was good to see, because as the Reds go on this road trip where they got five this week, two in Milwaukee, and then three in Chicago, very big moving, you know, divisional moving type games. If the Reds can do pretty well in you know, I mean, it, I mentioned before this season, this series started this week, if they could just get three wins in these five games, then they're right on track winning six out of 11. And that's exactly what Chad Dotson had said would lead them to win about 84 games this season, which we would all be very happy about. So we'll see exactly what happens on Wednesday because you felt you really feel good about the Reds' chances whenever Luis Castillo toes the rubber. That's exactly what's going to happen on Wednesday. It was good to see them win, though, with Sonny Gray in tow. And he lowers his season ERA to 3.78. I really feel good about the deal that the Reds got. Not only the trade, but also signing him to an extension for a few years. A pretty cost-effective extension. They haven't signed any sort of bad deals in my mind the last couple of years. Whenever whenever it comes to locking a guy up for multiple seasons moving forward, and this is just another example of that. And as I mentioned, the other thing that I took away from this was just, again, a very good night for the bullpen. As Sonny Gray gave them six very good innings, and then they're able to turn it over. David Hernandez just mowing guys down. Amir Garrett. You know, knock on wood, we don't want to get all superstitious with this, but he has just been lights out untouchable here lately. In fact, that is his third straight outing of striking out the side. In the last two outings he's had, he pitched an inning in each outing, and he struck out the side in both times, so he's pitched three innings in three straight appearances, three innings total, nine strikeouts. No one's making contact with what Amir Garrett is serving up to the plate. Just absolutely brilliant. Real quick, we're going to take a break and then I'm going to tell you about Joseph Daniel Votto, why I think there's reason for optimism here. And I know that everyone's kind of been, you know, dumping on Joey here lately. He's kind of been a punching bag for criticism of the team. I'm going to tell you why I think it's going to change. That's what's ahead here on the Locked on Reds podcast brought to you by Hotels.com. Hotels.com is a great website to book your next vacation. We'll be right back. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. You're listening to a hump day edition of the Lockdown Reds podcast. As I teased in the first half, we're going to talk a little bit about Joey Votto here. We're going to take a bit of a deep dive into him. Not something that I tend to do too much on these episodes just because I try to keep everything in a bite-sized sample. But I feel like Joey has become the sort of target for all of the criticism that has been leveled at this team when it comes to their hitting and their lineup and the way that they score runs, all of this good stuff. It's been easy to pick on him because as a career just awesome hitter that Joey is, this year has been terrible. In fact, today, you know, he did get a hit. He got one of those little dribblers down the third base line to beat the shift and get a single and make sure he doesn't end the game hitless because his first three at-bats were a little rough. But he is able to get that hit and, you know, try to salvage a little bit of something going into Wednesday's game. But when it comes to Joey's season, there is a lot of reason for optimism. I'm going to give you two thoughts here. Firstly, is reason for optimism. Now, we all know that throughout his career, he has been one of the best hitters, probably the best pure hitter that the Reds have ever seen in their franchise. His career batting average is 308. And entering Tuesday night's game, he was hitting 208. Now, I don't believe that we're going to look and see at the end of the season that he's hitting over 300. But I don't, I also don't believe that at the end of 2019, Joey Votto is hitting less than 280. I think he's somewhere in between there, 280 and 300, which means he's about to go through a bit of a renaissance for 2019. And another reason that I believe that is because of his batting average on balls in play. Whenever he's putting a ball in play, he's getting a you know hit out of that 26% of the time. So he's hit he's got a 264 batting average on balls in play. And the reason that I say it's going to go up, do you know what his career average on balls in play is? 350. Almost 100 points higher. That's insane. That is a huge gap. Usually you see a gap of, you know, maybe 10, 20, 30, maybe 50 in extreme cases. Nine, uh, you know, to be precise, 94? That's just unheard of. Like, I mean, I'm telling you what, something that is going to improve for Joey, and as that BABIP, batting average on balls in play, improves, so will his average, so is on base percentage. And one other thing that is just astronomically different from his career, his career strikeout percentage is 17.7. And right now, for 2019, his strikeout percentage is 24.2. You can definitely tell that he is just tinkering away almost every at-bat and maybe even every other swing. He's trying to do something different. I think once he finally figures out 
which I think it's coming soon. I'm not saying that it's going to take months for him to do. I think we're going to see right here soon. He's going to find that groove and he's going to stay in it for a long time. And I think he's going to level out some of these numbers that are just unbelievably different from the way that Joey Votto has been his entire career. I don't think we have seen the end of usefulness for Joey Votto. Now, here's the second thought. I mentioned I give two thoughts. The first thought is optimism. The second thought is not pessimism, but maybe it's realism when it comes to looking how his career is going to play from here on out. Because I've mentioned before on a couple of, you know, a couple of different podcasts, a couple of different episodes on this podcast in particular, that he compares very similarly to a first baseman from Colorado past. Todd Helton, and, and not all that distant past, really, but Todd Helton finished out his career, and, and I think he changed up the hitter that he was because, you know, he was like Joey Votto. He could do every hit. He hit for power. He hit for average. He got on base a lot. He was the linchpin of their offense, batting third for pretty much his entire career up until about age 35. Age 35, still bat third in their lineup for a little bit. And then the next year he moved to like batting second or batting fifth. And so they moved the, they moved him around in the lineup based on their needs. But what he did personally was he focused more on hitting for average, getting those doubles, getting nice gap or singles, things like that. Things that kept the lineup churning over. And I feel like Joey is kind of in the in-between right now where he's trying to figure out what he wants to be because he's still trying to be old Joey, and old Joey's not coming back. I'm just here to tell you folks, we're not going to see Joey Votto hit 35 home runs and hit for 315 average with an over 420 on base. It's just not going to happen anymore. MVP Joey Votto was 2017. That is not Joey Votto moving forward. As much as we would love to say it, he's not going to play to MVP caliber statistics from here on out. I just firmly believe that because I believe stylistically as a hitter, he could be Todd Helton. And Todd Helton, from his age 35 season till he retired, when he was 39, he was worth a total, according to BaseballReference.com, he was worth a total of 5.4 wins above replacement. So that's 5.4 war in like five seasons. And a lot of that came his age 35 season in 2009, whenever he won the MVP for the National League. So that's a little bit, you know, unfair to compare Todd Helton's age 35 season to Joey's age 35 season, because that's one thing... I can't get hot takey enough to sit here and tell you that Joey Votto is going to win the MVP, especially where he's sitting right now. That would be silly of me, and that would be irresponsible as someone who watches this team and tries to relay what they're doing and how I think they can improve and all that different stuff. That, that, that would just be silly of me to say that. But it points out the fact that when you think of Todd Helton, and if you know baseball, and if, you know, I'm assuming a lot of you do that listen to this, and you, you understand your recent baseball history and all this other stuff, Todd Helton was a fantastic first baseman. He was the guy that whenever he came up to the plate, the other pitcher was going to have to knuckle down and make his pitches to get him out because he was just hard to get out, even, even in the twilight of his career. But all that being said, 
he was still only worth 5.4 war. So my second thought on top of the optimism for the rest of this year for Joey is moving forward, our expectation meter needs to change with Joey Votto. And it's tough to say because you're looking at the highest paid player on the team. He's going to be the highest paid player on the team until his contract runs out. I would be shocked if they signed anybody to a contract that's more expensive than his. And if you're evaluating his production compared to what he's being paid, you may come away with the conclusion that he's not worth the salary that he's getting now. But I look at Joey almost like, and and this isn't an original thought, this is a thought that I've heard other people say, and I just agree with them. The contract with Joey Votto is kind of like a credit card. The Reds paid it forward for the years that they got early on, thinking that they could make a run at the title and hold on to him for a while, and understood that on the back end of that contract, they were going to have to you know, repay what they got early on. Because these, la- these next, you know, however many years he's got left, they're just going to be different. I'm not saying that they're going to be bad, but they're not going to be as good. That being said, I still think we see a turnaround, at least for 2019, and I think it happens sooner rather than later, maybe even this weekend. Anyway, that's just some thoughts I had about Joey. That's going to wrap us up for the Wednesday edition of the podcast. Tomorrow for Throwback Thursday, I'll have a little bit of segment there. And then we'll also talk about the season or the series ending game in Milwaukee. Hopefully the Reds can pull out a two-game sweep. I know those are hard to come by. Uh, Okay, maybe not. But, you know, we'll see if the Reds can take the pair of games in the Brew City. They've got Luis Castillo on the hill, and you always feel good about their chances when he's up there. That's the Locked on Reds podcast for Wednesday. My name is Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. Make sure that you are subscribed on all your major podcasting platforms. Check us out on Twitter and head over to LockedOnReds.com. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Hotels.com. Check out that website. They got a lot of good deals. I booked my vacation for this year on Hotels.com. Absolutely. Check it out. I recommend it. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.